back to our study of Daniel. We're looking at the great prophecy in chapter 9, verses 20 and 27, where he, God gives him the predictions about the coming days and what's going to happen and what's about to take place. And he's talking about the prediction that, that the prince, who is the Antichrist, will destroy the city and the sanctuary. And he's talking about the Romans, uh, who are the ones who did that in 70 A.D., in 70 A.D., <clears throat> the Jews rebelled against the Romans, and this was about 30 years after the death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus. And Titus was sent, General Titus was sent to put down the rebellion, and he did that. It was the time when the scripture says <clears throat> that the end will come, and with the flood, even to the end, there will be no war. Desolations are determined. <clears throat> it was a time of desolations. Uh, Titus and his army from Rome totally destroyed the city of Jerusalem. They ravaged it. The rebuilt temple was totally destroyed. Thousands upon thousands of people were killed. Multitudes were crucified. It was one of the bloodiest, saddest moments in all of Jewish history. Jesus talked about it, and he said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that her desolation is at hand. That's in Luke 21.20. And he said, let those in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of the city depart, and let those who are in the country into the city, because these days of vengeance, and in order that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And he goes on to say that many will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. This was Jesus' declaration about what was going to happen in 70 A.D., and that is what happened. The Gentiles took over Jerusalem, and the people were scattered. Those who were not killed were scattered until 1948, and there was no Jewish nation again after 70 A.D., all of those hundreds and hundreds of years, until the state of Israel was put back together in 1948, which is a, is a prediction of Scripture that has come to pass. And people from all over, from almost every nation in the world, went back to Israel because they were Jews who wanted to go back to their homeland. But we have one final period to deal with. It's called, in verse 27, one week. We know that heptads, the word that's translated week, is a word for sevens. This is a seven-year period and will make a firm covenant with the many for one week, he says. And who is he? Well, it has to go back to the prince who is to come, the Antichrist, the one who will preside over the United States of Europe, the 10-member federation that's going to be put together. Some people think it's getting there right now through the, the European Union. I don't know. I, I only know that, it's, that it's, it's, it's maybe a picture of what's going to happen or it is the beginning of what's going to happen. <clears throat> but such an agreement certainly makes sense from Israel's point of view today, for they will need friends. <clears throat> they have many enemies, and when a person with power and stature of the king of a restored Roman Empire desires to make a treaty with them, it would be most welcome. It also makes sense from the Antichrist's point of view because he's the king of that revived Roman Empire. Therefore, he sides with Israel at least temporarily. Now, the, the, the middle of the week says there will be three and one-half years. The week stands for seven years, so the middle of it would be three and a half years. The first three and a half years of the great tribulation period, the Antichrist sides with Israel, makes a treaty with them, seems to be on their side. 
but in the middle of the, trans, of the tribulation, suddenly he becomes their enemy. He stops the sacrifices in the temple and the offerings in the temple. And there's one thing we need to stop and say. If he stops the offerings, there has to be a temple. And there will be a temple built by the Jews, and they're planning and hoping and praying. They've been gathering materials in Jerusalem for years. It probably will be built during the first three and a half years of the Great Tribulation period when they are protected by the Antichrist and his great coalition. But the scripture says that it will even bring abominations into it. Jesus, I think, referred to that in Matthew 24:15. He said, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. He goes on to say, for there will be a great tribulation, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, or ever shall be. There is never going to be anything like this period. And this tribulation will be a time of great suffering and great difficulty. And the world, especially for those who do not know Christ and have not put their faith and trust in him. Now, many people believe that all the Christians will be uh, taken out of the world, which is called the rapture, before any of the tribulation begins. Some Christians believe that we will be taken at the end of the halfway point in the tribulation period, three and a half years. Others believe it will be at the end of the tribulation. And sincere believers are involved in each one of these views. Probably the most popular and best-known view is that the Christians will be removed at the beginning of the tribulation, which is probably described for us in the book of Thessalonians where he says, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those of, who, those of us who are alive will be caught up together to meet him in the air. The Bible says even until a complete destruction, one that has been decreed, one that has been set apart in history, one that God has planned in the Antichrist, who will try to destroy God and destroy everything that Jesus did for us on the cross. Now, there's one thing I haven't said, and I want to say this. There's a tremendous gap between the 483 years, which is the tribulation, and the crucifixion of Christ. Uh, the first th four and thirty years was completed at the crucifixion, but the last seven have not yet come, so we haven't come to the time of the great tribulation. That's to come yet, and that will be after Jesus comes back to planet Earth, taking out the believers, and then the tribulation period will begin. The important thing is that we know Christ and that we've put our faith and trust in him and that he's our Lord and Savior and that we're walking with him every single day because we do not know when the Lord's going to come. The Bible says it will be like a thief in the night. You see, a thief does not announce his coming. He does not ring your doorbell and say, hey, I'm coming tonight at midnight to steal your possessions. No, he comes quietly and, and you are surprised. And when Jesus comes in the air, we will be surprised. Nobody will be exactly thinking about it. But the Bible says we can know by the signs that it's near. So every day we should live in the light of his coming, which means that our lives should glorify Christ. And we, we can know, too, that he's going to take care of his people, those who know him. And this terrible tribulation period is something that those without Christ are going to have to go through. And the suffering is, is unbelievable. And the destruction is unbelievable. So encourage those you know 
to put their faith and trust in Christ so that now they can enjoy life and so they can go to heaven and so they don't have to worry about that period. God is true to his word, and Jesus is coming back, folks. He's coming back to planet Earth. The Lord himself, not an angel, not a substitute, but Jesus. So be ready. Live every day as if it's today that he's coming. And pray, come, Lord Jesus. God bless you. Have a great day.